Let's start out very, very basic. Will a six pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't. You know, some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is, you have to get stronger. Hello, soccer players. Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Berg. Berg, how you doing today, bro? Yo, just got kind of a little tired today, man. I'm not going to lie. I, I went out um, this morning to a mountain where we were hiking. Yeah. And let me tell you, my, my quads are dead shot <laughs> yo let me ask you a question you're, you're chilling in bed right now because i can see yeah. you on the, on the webcam did you get your bed from ikea <laughs> i have absolutely no idea oh man i I, I, moved, I moved in with my girlfriend so um she might have bought it from ikea i bet she did because i i that bed looks very bed. familiar when i'm buying my sleeping equipment i like to be very thorough and i almost bought that bed i'm pretty sure bro wow there's some great memory man in that <laughs> who would have thought you remember this that's crazy for real for real well today wait wait how you doing oh how am i doing oh you remember to find this out okay how my co-host is doing before true. we start this podcast man true 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 uh, i'm doing pretty good man pretty good the rehab is going along pretty good I'm starting some agility stuff. Wow, look at the coincidence. Oh, so, oh, I started so, agility last week. That leads us right into our topic, Berg, today. We're talking about improving your agility. And that's right. That's right. There, there's a lot you can talk about agility, right? So let's let's start off by defining it. Yeah, and let's just start off by, by defining agility first. So in a sense, Guy, what agility is, um, I want you to think about um, – you know, a player with supreme agility, and that is Lionel Messi. Just, just think about Messi in terms of this. I'm going to use Messi to illustrate what agility is. So Messi's running straight with the ball, right? Imagine for the sake of, um, to make it easy, let's just exaggerate the number, right? Let's just say Messi's running with, uh, with the ball at 60 miles per hour, right? And then, of course, you can picture like three guys, four guys behind him holding on his jersey, trying to slow him down because he can't keep up. And then there's a player coming in front of him, and then he quickly cut the ball on the left, changed direction on the left, and then immediately went forward again. So we, by that, imagine that. Basically what Messi's doing here, he basically decelerates. He was going from 60 miles an hour. Say you decelerate from 60 miles to like 30 miles per hour, change direction really quickly, so he was able to change direction, I mean, slower his speed from 60 to 30 in a split second, change direction, and then immediately go to, th to 30 to 60 miles an hour again, put on the gas burner again. That's basically what agility is. You have to be able to decelerate really quickly. You have to be able to change direction and then quickly go back, pick up the speed. And you do that by reacting to something. You know, you're not volitionally calling, oh, I'm going to decelerate here and I'm going to change direction. No, there's got to be a stimulus in front of you. You have to be reacting to something. And that is what agility is, guys. 
Yeah, and that that was a really great example. You hit on all of the points there, and I'm just going to read off what the um, the official definition of agility is. Um, agility training is the cognitive and muscular ability to change direction in response to a stimulus with varying degrees of speed. And that's pretty much everything you said. Like, you know, Messi has the, the mental and physical capacity to not only move side to side and, and go speed up and slow down really quickly, but he's doing it in response to the defenders and the game around him. Yeah. And a tackle, that's the key point, yeah. A tackle, someone pulling the jersey, someone coming on the other side to try to corner him, is reacting to something. And that's one of the cornerstone of agility training. And we're going to tell you basically, you know, what are the stages? If you're training for agility, um, there, there's certain stages that you have to hit. I mean, not have to hit, but there, there's certain standard that you have to put into your training session in order for you to be really trying to improve agility. And one of the things um, I wanted to talk about first, um, and if we're talking about improving, if you want to improve your agility, like we mentioned earlier, you're able to decelerate, slow your speed down really quickly. For you to do that, you need good brakes. And good brakes mean you need a good quad strength. If your quad is weak, it's going to take you longer to decelerate. Think about it. You're running at full speed, and then there's an opponent coming in front of you. You have to slow down really quickly. You're using your quad to do that. So if you want to improve your agility, the first thing you got to do, and I hate to sound redundant again, you got to get strong. Yeah, and strong, get strong, get your legs strong. I don't care what you do. You can in a gym, um, definitely work out on the field to get your legs stronger. But the point is, you gotta get your legs stronger in order for you to decelerate really quickly. Yeah, and that's that's super number important, one, right? Because when you when you think about like let let's look at a Ferrari, right? A Ferrari yeah. has nice agility. When you think of I've Ferrari, you driven a Ferrari. I have it. I have it. But I, I had a dream once that I did. But oh, okay. I had a dream, and in my dream, I was sitting in my Ferrari, you know, and I was like, "Damn!" I heard this car go zero to sixty real quick. Mm. And you know what I did? Foot on the gas pedal, zero to sixty real quick. But what happens is now you have to slow down. You have to slow down. If you don't have brakes on your car, what's going to happen? You're going to keep going. You're going to keep going until you hit something, you're going to crash, cause an accident. Same thing in real life, right? If you don't have the proper brakes, if you don't have the, the quad strength and the hamstring strength and the core stability, you're going to essentially almost crash yourself. And these are things like um, Achilles and calf tears and, and quadricep muscle uh, tears. That's how all these things happen when you try to slow down and you don't have the brakes to do that. Yeah. Then, you know, as you go into the process of getting your quad stronger, you know, there, there are certain things that you can do too, to, to fine tune your movement. And I call that, I call it fine tuning, of course, and that is deceleration technique. Believe it or not, there's a, there's, there's a different way to decelerate really quickly, to be able to do it efficiently, I'm saying. You, you, you can try deceleration technique, you can try change of direction technique. There are ways to actually change direction that's going to help you actually be faster as opposed to if you didn't know, if you didn't have any technique at all. So my, that's just a second suggestion. The first thing you need to get your legs stronger, get your core strong. So, you know, you can put on the brake when you need to. And then work on, if you didn't know about, you know, because, you know, pe people don't talk about 
um, they don't think about deceleration um, technique or change of direction technique. They just, they just change direction. But if you want to improve your agility, you know, I think it's worthwhile you look into you know, different way to decelerate and different way to, you know, turn left or right, whatever, so that, you know, you can do it more effectively. And usually you see that being applied more with novice players novice players who you know young kids who are just getting into soccer um they, they will try those techniques with them first to to build the foundation the fundamentals and injured players too i don't know if you guys know this but if you're ever injured you don't go back on the field or your your you know your team don't let you or your physio don't let you go back on the field full throttle with agility training no they will start with the the basic the deceleration technique they do change of direction drills just to, you know, to, to, you know, get your body to be used to, you know, those kind of movement again, slowly build you up to it. Yeah. And I can tell you from personal experience, I started my own deceleration technique um, activities last week. And let me tell you, like, so, so I go to PT, right. And I go about once every like three or four weeks and Sometimes, like when I, before I go back in, I, I start to feel myself I'm like that. I'm getting better. <laughs> Let me try this and that. And the other day, I tried some agility tests, like the um, we call it the T test, where you test, or you yeah, go, you'd go forward, back. left, right, back. Yeah. And I was like, man, that was just off. And the problem was two things: one, I couldn't decelerate, and two, because of that, I could not accelerate. You know. Mm-hmm. So I went to PT, and he said, like, yo, you're getting too ahead of yourself. Um, you need to start with these deceleration exercises. I'm like, man, that's so boring. But let me tell you, they're harder than they look. They're harder than they look. I want to give a special shout out to this one exercise that I just learned last week. Um, It's very basic. It's called the snap down. And it is that. I don't think I've ever heard that. I probably know it, but not by name. And what that exercise is, is let's say you want to train your left leg to decelerate. Uh-huh. Um, what you do is you go stand on your right leg, your right leg only with your left leg, your left foot about an inch or two off the ground. And then from there, you kind of snap down. You have your arms in the air. You snap your upper body down onto your lower body and you train that left leg uh, to absorb that load. I got you. Um, so but if you, you guys to, are on, if you you guys are on YouTube, yeah, you got to move fast. Okay. Um, definitely go on YouTube. Check it out. Snap down exercise. Got you. Got you. So again, so here's another thing. Well, let's, let's use Andy as an example here. So Andy worked on his quad strength to be able to decelerate and then um, really quickly. And then he's working on his deceleration technique, change of direction technique. And now Andy's feeling better. Now here's the thing that we got to try now. We got to try what we call some closed drill pattern training. So basically what that is, is, is kind of like what you see on Instagram all the time when it comes to like, training right you got cones in multiple direction then the players are running from you know coin a to coin b to coin c it's predetermined you know exactly where you're going when you're gonna turn and what the end line is so it's it's kind of like those drills you see players do when they warm up you know they have um you you see Messi with you know going through the, the 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 agility pole like he was weaving around the coal and whatnot. That's, that's what we call the closed ring pattern. So basically in those drills, what you're doing is implementing those deceleration technique and change of direction technique that you learn. Now you're putting all the pieces together. You know, you can do that during your warm-up. They usually have novice players, youth players, 
go through those agility drills first because they you know there's it's not there's nothing reactive on it, it in those drills you just you're just trying to implement everything you just learned all the technique you learn yep yep and uh another easy way to kind of think of this is like those um kind of like what you said those cone exercises where you're yeah. you know and the key about this closed drill is you know where you're going yeah you know it it's predetermined you know the route you know i have to go from point a to point b to point C, back to point A, or, or whatever the drill has you do. And this is different from our next category, right, Berg? Ooh, the yeah. open drill. The open drill is that that's the one. Like if you if you've been playing soccer for a while, you know, you you got some good strength and whatnot. Well, you, you if you've been playing soccer for a while, this is the one that's gonna help you that directly translate into well, I don't want to say not the only one, but this is the one that gets you the best bang for your buck. When you when you incorporate, when you add a stimulus into your training, and you have to react to it. So, say for example, while we were talking about early, I mean the the previous point, the closed drill, where you're going from A B C, right? This one, let's say, well, let's just use one example. I you um one of the drill I use on my Instagram where I stand in in the middle. I have like four cones in a square, and then there's a cone in the middle of the square. And then I have a stimulus ready. So it's like an audio. It's like a, a thing that yells out the cone that I need to go to. You know, I'm not going to, all right, I'm saying, let me, let me go to like the first cone, the second cone. No, this thing tells me where to go. And I have to go there really quickly and then come back to the middle cone really quickly because the next cone is going to be called out. And I don't know which cone is going to be called out. So I, my body is definitely reacting to the command that's actually been placed. I'm, I'm not doing a great job at explaining this, Andy, but you can go ahead and help me out. Well, I, I think the best way to explain it is um, the app. And I, I have the app pulled up on my phone here, Berg, that you told me about. Um, it's called Random Number. And if you're on iOS, if you're on iPhone, go in the App Store and search Random Number. And instead, not the word number, just the, uh, the pound sign. And what this app allows you to do is say, I want you to generate a random number between one and whatever you want and say it out loud. And in this case, you can use it in your agility training because if you have, like you said, Berg, four cones, you could say, give me a number between one and four and play it out loud and I wanna hear um, X number of numbers every second. So I'm just gonna play for you guys here um, an example of what you can do with this app and how helpful it can be with your training. So. Imagine right now you're, you're standing upright, you have four cones in front of you, and because this is an agility drill and it's reactive, um, you're listening to these numbers as they come up on your phone to see which, uh, which cone you should go to. So I'm gonna play this out loud here. Uh, let's see. Uh, one second. It's playing on my iPods right now. I got to play uh, on my phone. There we go. Three. All right. One. Four. And then you have to quickly go to four and come four. back to the middle. And then four again. One. And then one again. Quickly come one. back to the original cone. Two. So that's for you guys there. That's an example of what you can do with that app. Um, so with that app there, again, random number, number as the pound sign. Um, you can set the number of cones that you have and you can set the time interval in between yeah. each cone. 
So and I, we, no, don't get, we don't get paid for, for this advertisement, just to let you know. We do not. We do not. But that's, that's just one example. That is if you're training by yourself. But let's say you have a teammate there. Here's another reactive drill drill you can do, right? What we call a mirror drill. You know, your teammate moved to the left. You have to quickly move to the left too. Quickly move to the right, move to the right. Um, you've seen this too when they, um, they do that. I've seen that in, uh, who was doing this? Which team was doing this? So what they were doing is um, they were doing, um, um, oh my God. Basically what they were doing is uh, they had a tennis ball, right? And they, they dropped the tennis ball and then players had to quickly go and grab that tennis ball. So that's a visual stimulus there. They had to react to it. Another agility drill um, that um, is visual. Let's say you say you, you have your teammate stand in front of you and the teammate have two corn, one on the left, one on the right, right? And then you're running at full speed, five yards full speed. And as you get close to that end distance, the teammate will, you know, move the right hand and then you have to move right. And you have to quickly change direction to the right side. That's an example of reactive agility training because when you play, when you play soccer, guys, when you play, you know, you <laughs> things are gonna come in front of you, and then you have to react to it. And that's why that's why we do this. That's why we do. It. This is definitely gonna help you um, directly translate into the game of soccer because when the, when you have the ball, people are coming at you, right? You're not gonna <laughs> not gonna move straight. You gotta get out of the way, evade them. And if you can put that into your practice, say, for example, another good um, agility drill to do is just to, you know, run straight with the ball. Oh, I love doing that. So it's imagine you it's, it's, it's a 10 yard, 10 yard um, distance. Right. And you're at the beginning of that 10 yard distance and your teammates on the opposite side. You have a ball and then you basically running to make that 10 yard distance is what your teammate on the other side is doing is is firing a ball at you at 100 miles per hour and trying to get you off balance trying to you know deflect the ball from your feet so as you're running to that 10 yard distance balls are coming at you fast and you have to evade that's another agility training that you have to do oh another thing too when you do agility training guys you got to train with the ball and without the ball why because hey when you play, when you play, when you play the sport, there are times you're with the ball and there are times you're not with the ball. Yep. And just to, just to add on to that, um, I think you should be doing a lot more without the ball in terms of agility than with the ball, because when you're with, when you have the ball, it, it almost goes a little bit back to that close drill because you're in control. If you want to go left, you can go left. If you want to go right, you can go right. And yes, you do have to react to the defenders around you, but there is some measure of control versus when you don't have the ball, you, you have zero say in what's going to happen. You have to react. And guys, there's 22 players on the field. Only one of them has the ball on the time. So yeah. you, you really have to be proficient, I think, without the ball in terms of agility before you start to work with the ball. Especially for defenders because, you know, you're guarding players that has the ball. So you have to react to, to – to basically where the player move with the ball. So as a defender, working agility drill without the ball is, is definitely worthwhile. No, definitely. So I think that we've kind of touched on this point as we've gone through this podcast already, but drills really need to replicate the energy demand of the sport of soccer, right? So 
Bert, what, what do you have for us on that point there? So basically what I'm trying to, um, what Andy's saying here is when you, when you do agility drills, you, you can't do it slow. <laughs> you can't do it slow at all. Because otherwise, you, you, you won't even be tapping into all the necessary steps to improve your agility. You got to go fast because one of the key points, you have to be able to decelerate. If you, really, you have to be able to, be, to decelerate really fast. So if you're going slow, and that's not a problem. You, know, you can just stop on a whim. But if you're going fast, it's going to be much more difficult for you to decelerate. The same thing. When you're training agility drill, you know, you got to go full throttle. And that's the best way you can get out of those drills. And when you do that, not only are you working on agility, you're working on your fitness as well. Yep. So you're combining conditioning, agility. Um, there's some element of strength training because of the deceleration. Uh, you're doing power, explosiveness. It's everything, everything you want, really. That's so, true. Yeah. I, I'm in full support of agility training. Um, and let's let's get into this point right here. Should I use an agility ladder? Um, the thing about the agility ladder is they should really, in most cases, rename it the footwork ladder because that's what you see the most benefit from. Because again, if you go back to the definition of agility, it's a change in direction in response to a stimulus. So in most cases, when you see someone with an agility ladder, they're just kind of, you know, weaving in and out of the, the rungs of the ladder, going back and forth. Not only is it all pre-planned, but you're not changing direction at all. You're just moving your feet very yeah. quickly. Um, so, so, yeah, go on, Berg. Which, which can help. It, um, agility ladder can help with, you know, with, you know, giving you, improving your conditioning a little bit. Uh, but for the most part, what it helps with footwork. So if you're working on changing direction technique, um, some agility ladder drill can help you with, with, with changing direction. It can even help you with, you know, your, your, your step with decelerating. Because, you know, when you decelerate, if you're working on deceleration technique, it's all about footwork too. It's all about footwork and how you position your hip. So you, there, there are agility, um, ladder, agility ladder drill that can help you with deceleration technique. But if that's all you're doing to improve your agility, if, if that's all you're doing, you know, your agility is not going to be, nothing's going to get changed because there's, there's no ladder in front of you when, you, when you're in a game. Nope, nope, not at all. And I, I will say this about agility ladders. One of the things that can help and I learned this last man. You guys are learning everything out of my rehab here, but um, I learned this last week where if somebody's injured and you know agility is true agility, you know changing direction is an explosive uh, movement. And if you don't have the muscular capacity to do that explosion, um, some of these footwork drills are good for building like uh, calf capacity in terms of that aspect. So. It can help you build like muscle capacity if you're yeah. if you're definitely weaker. Um, it can help you with your footwork, and other than that, I mean, if unless the the drills are specifically designed by like a strength coach or someone that knows that you have to change direction, I don't think it's that helpful. No, I don't think so either. But, and that's about all we have for today. So to conclude, guys, first you need to get your legs stronger work on deceleration technique, work on change of direction technique, and then you can practice 
you can practice some close drill, some predetermined close drill, agil- close agility drill, what we call when you have the cone from, and then you're going from point A, point B, point C, and you know exactly when you, where you're going. You can practice that as a warm up to the real agility drill, which is when you have to react to something. Yep, agreed. And I think my biggest point here is, I know we've said the definition about three or four times now, but you have to be reacting to something else for it to be true agility training. If not, then it's not true agility. Okay. Remember, you got to go full throttle. You You can't be going slow. No, if you if you're practicing in a drill, a drill because you, it's not a drill if you're going really slow. All right, that's all we have for you guys. We'll see you next week. Peace.